Hello and welcome to the making of Playing With Songs. I'm Rob Langley-Jones and this is episode number eight. Well, welcome to the show. One of the things I talked about in a previous episode was trying out Ring Fit Adventure on the Nintendo Switch, and I did give it a go, but it seemed to give me a bad back, so I've decided to take a little bit of a break from it. Um, one of the things that used to give me a bad back in the past was things like poor posture, and I had done a few sessions of what's called the Alexander Technique, which in a nutshell is having your head forward and up, uh, and then the rest of your body's kind of supposed to align itself and you may notice in some of the earlier episodes uh, my posture was pretty good and then it started to to go so today I'm trying to get it all nice and correct again um, and it's very useful the Alexander technique can help with your singing help with playing instruments just help with general use of your body in, in everyday life um, and I think the other thing that was contributing to a poor back was I had a back without a back rest. So my back never got any rest. No wonder it started to ache. So I've now got a chair here that does have a bit more of a back rest, but it can always do with a better one. So I might start soon seeking out uh, a nicer office chair. Facebook Marketplace is a pretty darn good place for getting some bargains. So I think we'll check that out in a very, very soon. <laughs> So I've got a lot to talk about this episode, about what would be episode one of Playing With Songs Produced. First and foremost, I've decided that I don't think produced is the best descriptive word to use. Because if it's called Playing With Songs Produced, which, you know, if you were to jumble it up, could be playing with produced songs or producing songs, it sort of conjures up images of production. And yeah, I know a couple of bits about you know, turning the volumes up and down, putting the compressor on, and I do want to share that, but I'm by no means an expert, and I don't want it to be misleading. I don't want someone to find, oh, playing with songs produced, I love producing, I wonder what they can teach me about producing, because the heart of the show really is the playing with songs and, and breaking them around and, and turning them into little bits and, and finding ways to to learn new techniques and tie them all together and remember them and use them going forward. And so, yes, we can apply all of that to production as well, but I didn't want to make it too misleading. So Bob Dylan, in the, in the day, he had his acoustic stuff, didn't he? A lot of harmonica and guitar, and then he became electric, right? And then he was a full band, wasn't he? And then uh, I remember watching a video of John Lennon perform Imagine Live, um, and he's just got an acoustic band together for this particular performance, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to get some more guys together and we'll create an electric band again. Um, I don't know if he ever did get a chance to do that. That may have been one of his last performances, which is quite sad. But the point is, is you've kind of got an acoustic, you know, singer-songwriter, and then you've got electric, right? You can you can take that acoustic singer-songwriter and they form an electric band. So that's kind of the difference between the two episodes. Playing with songs, acoustic, is taking an acoustic song, just tightening it up a bit, making it a bit nicer, choosing one thing to improve upon on each chunk, and then we can have playing with songs, electric, which is taking that acoustic song and making it electric, adding an electric guitar, electric bass, drums, and all those sorts of things. So I think that's a, a slightly better description. So I think what I'm going to do is, with the first episode, it will be captioned playing with songs uh, electric, 
well, I might add a little thing in brackets saying formerly known as produced, playing with songs produced, just in case, you know, people watch or listen to a lot of the making ofs and, and then they find this, what's this electric, what happened to produced? And then at least they'll know. So I might put that on as well. So you get the idea. So um, the previous week I talked about adding in a little intro to playing with songs produced and saying, oh, you know, we're going to add in more elements of the hows and the whys and the wherefore in time to come. Although my opinion of that plan has changed somewhat. So the plan to simply add in an extra intro to what would be Playing With Songs Produced Episode 1, or now it's going to be Playing With Songs Electric Episode 1, seemed like a good idea, but then I watched back the episode and I realised in that episode there's just nothing there that breaks anything down at all and I just thought, well, it's not really going to give people the value that I want to put out and it's, you know, it's not going to... It's just not really the heart of what Playing With Songs is, what it's become. In through these making of Playing With Songs episodes, what I have learned is that the most rewarding thing to be doing in this is to find ways to help people and pass on knowledge and make people's lives easier and in a lot of ways kind of reduce suffering. I know it sounds a little bit extreme, but as someone who's suffered a lot from depression and anxiety, um, finding these ways to learn, these ways to use your brain, give me huge amounts of relief from that suffering. And so a lot of what this is is to help others um, get away from that suffering and be able to um, get more enjoyment out of music and hopefully out of life. And so with that in mind, I really just couldn't think of releasing it without those elements in place. So I come up with a new plan to sort of cut in. Uh, so I, you see the chunk, the electric chunk, uh, with all the layers. And then I, and I have my previous comments where I go, oh, I added this, I added this, that was nice. And then I did this. So in that little point there, I'm going to cut in. Um, and this is, uh, yes, it's taken quite a lot of planning. I've not yet started filming this. But I want to go through, I want to stand there, say it's the bass part, I want to stand there with the bass guitar and sort of say, you know, why why did this bass part come into being? You know, how did it fit into the song? What was the sort of thinking behind it? And what's the intentionality behind the playing? Because what I've realised looking back through this song is a lot of the intentionality of this first song that you'll see is, is just how fast can I play? Um... And it was interesting because now I can play it a bit more easily and more relaxedly. I was like, oh, it doesn't have that same feeling anymore, that same intentionality. Um, and it's just quite interesting. So I've almost got to play bad, as it were, to just be tense and go, to just come forward with that um, forward-moving energy. So intentionality, i found, is, is a very important thing. There's this brilliant Italian guy. <laughs> Again, I wish I could remember his name. I'll try and put the notes on the show notes. And he's... Um, on the Beatles Vocal Harmony YouTube channel and he just talks so much about the intention and intentionality of what the Beatles did, how they sung, how they played the guitars, how everything kind of fit together and I've realised it's so vitally important. So I want that to be a big part. So I'll be there standing with my bass guitar saying, why, what was the intentionality? And then I kind of want to say, how do you really play it? Again, this is a thing I'm kind of borrowing from the, the Italian guy who's got a strange name to pronounce, Galeo Fufuara. I'm so sorry. But he's brilliant. He's like absolutely amazing. The advice he gives on how to sing is just really revolutionised my singing. And he's got, a, he's got a short video on just like four tips 
to immediately improve your singing and they're they're really they're really effective you know you see a lot of these other things in the past oh do this do that it never does anything these are like they just make so much sense they're much more logical so I definitely want to include some links in the show notes to this guy so then once I've explained how to really play it with all the intentionality everything that's going in I then want to use a couple of memory exercises to lock it in um, you know, and imagine like some kind of story that goes with it, um, some kind of visual sort of story, and then to link it in into a route. And because I wrote this song when I was, uh, well, I don't want to give too much away, but I was working on a cruise ship, um, and I thought it'd be nice to have a route of locations through the cruise ship. So I've come up with with that now. It's going to maybe start at the end of the at the aft, at the back of the of the boat. I can just remember it. And it, the other thing I should say is quite sad, really, because. Um, the ship is now um, no more because the company's gone into administration and looking up details about it to remember like the ship map of the ship because it's been a long time now, it's been five or six years, um, I ended up getting out all the, all the bits and bobs that my mum kept because my mum came on to see me and then since then she's passed away. So it was, yeah, it was a bit sad sort of bringing those things back. But it, it's going to be a very useful tool to place the memories so my route was going to start from looking out of the aft and you look out at sea and then you go past a swimming pool and then you go through this restaurant it's called the Waldorf restaurant and you go through I hope I've remembered this right I think it was called the Columbus bar and then there was a shop and as far as I'm concerned it was just a chocolate shop I just always bought chocolate from there which was great and then I go past there and past the captain's club which is another little bar we had activities on and then you go past there and through into the show lounge the Marco Polo show lounge where we put all our big shows on, which was fun. So I'm going to use those, um, and the reason there's just eight locations there is for now I've just come up with that to fit in uh, with that song, which actually only has eight chunks, so we can fit in with those eight chunks. So we'll um, be locking it in with a story, and then we'll link it in through the locations, and then that will help us tie it in. It was really great to um, read an article by uh, my, my favourite blog about music called The Bulletproof Musician, and he also has a podcast as well, but... I think I kind of enjoy reading it a bit more. It was really great. And it just brought up the whole Loki method, the location method and um, you know Mind Palace, which I guess is this is what some of this is. And surprise, surprise, all the studies say that, you know, I mean, statistically, I think they were remembering maybe 80% more than you would otherwise, you know. And, and the memory sticks and you go like weeks and months down the line, you can still remember it all. So, yeah, these techniques are really amazing. They're really going to give you back so much time. It feels like extra work. I think when you first do it, you think, oh, I just want to learn it. Do I have to think of this and then this and this? But in reality, you're saving so much time because we learn through association and uh, like novelty and you know having the right motivation all those kind of things you put all those things in place then what you've learned has become you know you've created all of this world around it in your mind so then when you come back to it you could just remember all of it you know whatever it is uh, any anything that you're doing musically or otherwise so it's very valuable so we want to include that and i wanted to um i wanted to sort of separate the chunks to say like now we're locking it in and now we're linking it in and I was trying to come up with like a little jingle and I thought wouldn't it be nice if I could have a jingle where I can just sing the jingle um, in between and then I did that a couple of times as I was sort of doing these practice runs and I thought wouldn't it be nice if the jingle for the people watching the video had a movement and so um, this is very much a work in progress but what I was thinking is for the locking it in segment to come up with a little story to remember it I'll put my hand up here by my forehead for those who are listening. Um, 
to sort of say by the brain and go locking it in and then slowly on the in slowly bring the arm down and forward and then you've got like another motion to help remember that segment and then for the linking it in I was going to put my hands I don't know a few feet apart in front of me um, and then go linking it in and then intertwine the fingers that could be a nice little jingle so that's the plan for the chunks uh, how the for the chunks yes and how this is going to add in in between each chunk of the song to give you a lot more value and show you why I did it the intentionality how to really play it how to lock it in and how to link it in time of recording it's uh, spring coming towards summer and we've got some rather unseasonal snow which is strange because a few days later it was, it was lovely and um, sunny but now it's suddenly turned I can see the snow <laughs> I'll uh, try and film a bit of that if it's still going when we finish recording and so bringing back to these chunks um, I really want to create the content in, a, in an easy way that's able to recreate not too overly complicated so I did a lot of tests and I got to a point where I could film on the main camera which is my phone my iPhone SE second edition and then film the second shot on my Canon G7X I think it's called now that was a little bit more tricky to set up I had to put it in manual mode in order to make the color look similar I had to set it to fluorescent white balance which is there isn't fluorescent light but that seemed to make it match a bit closer and it was a bit fiddly, but I was able to get to a point where I could have a wide shot of me standing there with the bass guitar and then have a close-up filmed at the same time so I can bring it into Final Cut 10 and have a multi-cam sequence and just cut to and fro. The other thing I really like to do is film in such a way that it's very easy to edit. I mean, if you've ever studied anything about filming, yeah, you want to film to edit, and that's what I'm trying to do. That's why I try and have different angles so that we cut to things and they don't seem like a jump on the same shot. So with that in mind, I have that set up as a wide shot, and then I have the second shot, I apologise, second shot set up as a close-up shot. So what we should be able to do is say, you know, la di da -da, this is the song, this is the why, and let me show you, you know, this is how it's played. And, and the only thing I'm going to try and do to give value to listeners that only listen in audio is to say, you know, the fret numbers and the fingers that I'm using uh, for all the bits that I'm playing as well, which could get a bit tricky because there's a lot of information you have to give just for the placement of one finger on a guitar, you know. You've got to say where the, where the fret is, which string it is, and which finger. So it's three bits of information. And I'm trying to decide, you know, what's the best order for giving that information. Do you want to know the finger first, or the fret first, or the string? Yeah, it's a bit tricky. So um, I'll probably try out a few different ways of doing that. And the other thing that's always struck me as a bit odd is they number the strings on a guitar one to six, but they're going from high to low. And you'd think it'd make more sense to number them from low to high one to six, but they don't. So um, I'll either stick with the traditional namings or I might actually do my own namings so that anyone learning guitar for the first time will have a much easier time keeping up. We'll see. So that's a decision we're going to make. 
And so, yes, we've got those two cameras set up, and that's done quite a good job. It's not yet been filmed. And now you might be thinking, look, there's only one more episode of, of Making Of, and then the next week is the actual Playing With Songs to produce, or now Playing With Songs Electric, episode one. How am I going to do it in time? That's a lot of work. Well, thankfully, this is recorded a little bit ahead of time, so I do still have just about almost a whole month. Yeah, almost. Oh, my goodness, actually. I've only got... <laughs> this is cutting it fine. I've only got three weeks. I've just got three weeks to finish this um, and put it out at the beginning of May. So that also means that you'll get next episode where we'll, we'll talk about the process as well. Um, and the episode after will come out after Playing With Songs Electric episode one. But in the making of, I'll still be making it. So you'll get to know a bit of how it's made before and a, a bit of how it's made after. And I think I think that maybe that could work out nice. It sort of tail ends the process of creating the actual episode. So we're coming towards the end of the episode and um, one of the things I want to share with you is um, I've got a really great friend and she's brilliant at writing lyrics, really great. And I asked her, you know, can you write me some lyrics? So she did. And I had this little um, chord progression, which I've actually included in, in the show. You'll see it in some of the breaks. And I thought, well, I can use that and uh, put the lyrics on there. And I started doing that. And I thought, wow, this is really cool. Um, and I suddenly, like, for one of the first times, thought, oh, this could be a good song. I could just put this out maybe on the Playing With Songs channel as it is and and add it to uh, the podcast. And then it made me think, well, there you go. That's my beeper to tell me that I've finished my 20-minute Pomodoro. So that's quite good timing. I've now got the last five minutes of the Pomodoro in, in which to sum and wrap up. So that's worked out quite well, hasn't it? Oh, let me see. Practice these Pomodoros enough and eventually you get to a point where you can sort of sense the 20-minute mark and, and the five-minute mark's coming. So we've made some good timing there. So going back to what we were talking about previously and the cogs are wearing... And it's coming back to me. Yes, a song. So um, she's written the lyrics. I've just started putting um, a melody to the chords. And I'm really pleased with it. It just sounds so nice. And I thought, well, how can I fit this into what would be the Playing With Songs show? I thought, well, it doesn't fit into Playing With Songs acoustic because there's already, uh, you know, it's already going to be a, a higher standard because I've had this experience now and I can, now I can make a song from the beginning that's going to be it's going to be all right. I suppose it could go into playing with songs electric. But then it made me think, well, what if we have a third pillar, you know, a third pillar of our main show? Because a long time I've been thinking at some point we're going to um, create more advertising and try and get more reach out there. And I want to start talking about a Patreon program, which I'm going to begin to set up with T-shirts. I want to do merchandise T-shirts. It'd be nice to do um, branded notepads as well, because I love my notepad. And, uh, you know, I hope you guys can love your notepad too. So that'd be a nice thing to do. And then it made me think, well, you know, what other content can be, you know, bonus content for the Patreons? I thought this could be great. This could be really good. I can finish this song, be really chuffed with it, record it, record it really nice. And then go back and use this little plan of what we're adding into Playing With Songs Electric once. Uh, playing With Songs Electric once? Playing With Songs Electric Episode 1. Oh, it's a bit tricky to say. So we can go back through with that little plan and apply it to that song. 
go through each chunk and say the why, the intentionality, how to really play it, how to lock it in and link it in. And that'll be a little bit simpler because that'll only be applying to the acoustic guitar and then the vocals. So I thought, well, yeah, but it's not quite the same show, is it? It should probably have a different name. So I thought, what about playing with songs breakdown? Uh-huh. I was pretty chuffed with that. So now I'm taking a song that's already done. We're not going to be changing it. It's just going to stay as it is. It's, at that time, it's just going to stay acoustic. It could fall into a playing with songs electric show, but this time it's just going to stay playing with songs acoustic, and then we're going to break it down. So that way we can call the show Playing With Songs Breakdown. So that way we can have these little extra songs now and again to come in on the Playing With Songs channel. It's just a complete live song that I've hopefully got to a nice standard and there's a whole song. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's a nice song. And at the end of that, we can say, you know, if you enjoyed this, if you want to know more about how I came up with it, um, you can see Playing With Songs Breakdown as a Patreon exclusive episode on patreon.com forward slash playing with songs. So that's another process of which we're going to roll out. The plan has always been to get some form of Patreon going and get the episode one of Playing With Songs produced, which is now Playing With Songs Electric, and release that, and then at the same time as releasing that, begin to advertise on Facebook and maybe look into Instagram, because you can um, you can do some great advertising through Instagram if you can find an influencer that's got your similar audience type. You can pay them a bit of money to help to help advertise. And that's been the plan, but, uh, you know, the time's approaching. There's only a few weeks left, so uh, we've really got to get everything organised. So that's the plan going forward. I would say I think from tomorrow I'm going to start filming these chunks to fill them in. And it's really been a, um, a huge education, which is great. I mean, this whole thing is about learning. Um, and, you know, when I was going back through and practicing the bass parts, you were like, well, I never even played these bass parts in succession because they were broken in chunks. I was only ever playing one bit and then moving on to the next bit. So it's really great to have these parts that I've arranged that are almost beyond what I can play even now and so it's uh, it's just such good practice and it's really pushing my ability far beyond what it's ever been before and hopefully can um, inspire you to do the same. So I'm going to wish you a lovely, lovely week and I hope you take very good care of yourself and until next time, I'll see you later. Goodbye. <laughs>